Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 32, recorded Sunday, May 10th, 2020. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi, everyone. And thanks for joining me here on Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerpino. Well, today is Mother's Day, and I want to wish all the moms out there a happy Mother's Day. I know it's hard to celebrate right now, but maybe soon. For us here in Connecticut, we think we'll be able to open up again around May 20th. Not sure how that's going to be. The pools are not going to be open for a while, and we don't have any idea when we'll be able to get back in the water teaching. We're just going to have to take it one step at a time and see how our industry recovers. I think it will take some time. But for now, here on Scuba Shack Radio, I want to talk a little bit today about emergency action plans, something called Marine Bio, and on the latest installment of Your Next Dive, I'm going to take you to Grand Cayman, where we'll dive with Sunset House and Sunset Divers. In the latest edition of Patty's Undersea Journal, in the training bulletin section, they talked about an update to the incident report. Now, the incident report is something that dive professionals use should something go wrong. And that's either if it's in the water or on land when we're out diving, either in a training or other supervised activity. It's rare that an incident needs to be documented, but when it does, you have to get it done. But that also got me thinking a little bit about being prepared. So today, I want to spend a little time on the Emergency Action Plan, or EAP. When I did my Paddy Rescue Diver course, they introduced you to something called the Emergency Assistance Plan. It also has the initials EAP. Well, the Assistance Plan is part of your Emergency Action Plan, and it's all about documenting the key contacts for the area that you'll be diving at. It's a ready reference should an emergency occur. You can document things like the nearest hospital, the nearest uh, hyperbaric chamber, and other pertinent info for the location. For example, if you read the emergency action plan for Dutch Springs in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is on their website, they say that 911 should only be called from the phone in the admission office by Dutch Springs staff, and that you should never use cell phones to call 911. So it's important to know what the situation might be at the place you're diving. Now, I did find a great lecture online at the Dan website, and it's about 41 minutes long, so it takes a little time to get through. And the lecture is by a gentleman named Marty McCafferty, and he goes in-depth on developing and maintaining an emergency action plan. 
your EAP needs to account for all the equipment you'll need as well. And do you know how to use it? So, for example, do you have a, an O2 kit? So if you do, is it in working condition? When's the last time you took it out? Is the tank full? Is the tank in hydro? What are the masks like that are in the kit? Now, I know when we did uh, our PADI emergency oxygen provider class a few months ago, we noticed that one of our tanks needed to be topped off. So we got it topped off and ready for the dive season. We're not sure when that's going to happen, but it'll be ready to go. Next, you want to talk about your first aid kit. Do you know where it is? Do you know what's in it? And is everything in the first aid kit up to date? Earlier this week, Donna and I went through our main first aid kit, along with the two first aid kits that we carry in our cars, to do an inventory and check on the equipment in there. We found a few things to be out of date, so we're going to get those things replaced. Another piece of equipment that you might have is an AED, a defibrillator. And if you have one, is the battery up to date and do you know how to use it? So even with all this stuff, you've got everything documented and you've got uh, all your equipment in place, doesn't help much unless people know how to use it. So Marty's advice in his lecture is to practice, practice, practice. Another thing that you have to be ready to do in the event of an emergency, if you have to enact your emergency action plan, is you want to jot down things that are happening and document stuff. Now, there are a number of templates out there that you can download and use, or just have a pen and paper ready to document things that might be important for, uh, for first responders or the hospital or other things. Now, emergency action plans are not just for dive professionals and dive shops. They're for everyone. Everybody who's out there diving should have their own personal emergency action plan. And that's why we recommend people take advanced training in first aid, the PADI rescue course, things like that, and be prepared. Have your own emergency action plan. We live in an age of incredible access to information, and as you roam around the internet, you can get drawn into things. And that's where I found myself last week when I came across the site called Marine Bio. So what is Marine Bio? Well, it's an all-volunteer nonprofit of marine biologists, students, professors, and conservation advocates that get together for sharing the wonders of the ocean realm providing ocean marine education, tools for marine scientists, as well as a forum for communication. Now, Marine Bio was founded in 1998 by David Campbell, so it's been around for a while. There's so much information on this website. You can literally spend hours and days getting through all of it. Now, the main categories on the Marine Bio site are marine life, conservation, science, and education. Now, I spent a little time drilling down in the marine life section. First off, there's a species database, and it's pretty neat. You can search for birds, fish, 
reptiles, seals, sharks and rays, squid and octopus, or whales and dolphins. They also also have an ocean channel there, and it aggregates videos and TED Talks. Want to watch a video on a clownfish? There's one for that. There's a section on what is marine biology, and the coral reef section has a great video from Annie Crowley. You can also research marine invertebrates and vertebrates. Now, the conservation tab has information on global warming, sustainable fisheries, pollution, and 101 ways to make a difference. In the science section of the website, I drilled down a little bit on a subject that I've I've been talking about, and that's sound in the sea. There, I watched a TED Talk by Christine Westall on the noise that's impacting beluga whales. There, I learned a little more about ice entrapment. There is also a really nice tutorial on sound and what's up with noise. In the blog section, I found an article that talked about how they used x-rays to shed light on artifacts recovered from Henry VIII's warship, the Mary Rose, and that sunk on July 19th, 1545. The Mary Rose in and of itself is an interesting story. I guess that's something I'm going to have to investigate now. The final thing I want to talk about from the Marine Bio site can be found in the About section. And it's in the subsection labeled Ocean Quizzes. It's really good and challenging. I started with the Caribbean Reef Life Quiz. Let's just say they are challenging. Like I said, at the start of this segment, we have access to a lot of information that's pretty unbelievable. Marine Bio is one of those resources that really allows you to add to your knowledge and satisfy your curiosity. I encourage you to go out, check out marinebio.org. You won't be disappointed. About a year ago, I did a segment responding to an article about Sunset House in Grand Cayman. That was long before I started the Your Next Dive feature here on Scuba Shack Radio. And because Sunset House is one of my all-time favorite dive destinations, I wanted to take you there. And so this edition of Your Next Dive, I'm going to take you to Grand Cayman, where we'll dive at Sunset House with Sunset Divers. My first trip to Sunset House was in July of 2016, and I've made three more trips since then, with my last one being in 2018. I would have gone back there last year, but we went to Little Cayman instead. From the minute I first got there, it just felt good. It seemed like everything I wanted. Let's start with the diving. I thoroughly enjoy the house reef especially going in from the ocean pool and following the channel out to the mermaid statue. If you take your time going out there, you'll get to see so much along the way. Just slow down. 
you can easily get to the Nickerson wreck from the mermaid and then get out to the beginning of the wall. Now for boat diving, you'll get to the wall on the west side, and it has some great dive sites. Some of my favorites are things like Trinity Cave and Big Tunnels. The shallower dives on that side include things like La Mesa, Devil's Grotto, and the wreck of the Ora Verde. Now, Sunset House doesn't have Newton dive boats, but the boats they have are comfortable and well-maintained. They just got a new catamaran last year, and they're expecting another one soon. The diving in Grand Cayman doesn't disappoint. Now, if the weather gets a little rough on the west side, they just slide around to the south side and get some more great dive sites, and it's a lot calmer. If you want to do a night dive, check out the house reef. You'll know where you are. That's important to me on a night dive, and you'll also enjoy the show. As for the hotel and the rooms, they're what you would expect for a dive destination, a hotel dedicated to diving. They're clean, neat, well-maintained, and functional for divers. They're continuing to upgrade with new furniture and uh, things like that. While we were there, they were replacing all the furniture out on the decks. For, for dining, I rarely leave the hotel. You get a decent breakfast every morning in the Sea Harvest restaurant. Then you can grab lunch and dinner at my bar. My bar is the biggest outdoor bar on Grand Cayman. It has a fairly extensive menu and some good food. If you want to be a little more formal, you can always have dinner in the Sea Harvest, either inside or on their outdoor patio. They have a nice gift shop on the premises, and if you're big into photography, Kathy's Church Photo Center is right there. Sunset House is about 10-minute walk to downtown or a quick cab ride. They also provide a shuttle. We make the short walk at least once or twice during our stay. Also, Sunset House is only about 10 minutes from the airport. So if you get there early enough on your trip down, you can even sneak in an afternoon shore dive right after you arrive. So for me, Sunset House in Grand Cayman is a go-to place. Just talking about it makes me yearn for to be there right now. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe soon. Maybe your next dive can be with Sunset House in Grand Cayman. Well, that wraps up today's show. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, by the time I'm back in two weeks, we'll be open again at the shop. Not exactly sure what to expect. But most important to me right now is that we get this thing under control and behind us and that we keep everybody safe. So again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks here on Scuba Shack Radio.
Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.